It was on New Year's Eve night. Me and my close cousin, he's like a brother to me, were going back to our home after spending time with some friends. As we took minibus taxi to go our house, to go to our house, one incident happens that changed our life. As we were going, I heard a gasp like this from the people inside the minibus. They were gazing out from the minibus through the, the window. As I glanced my eyes outside the minibus, I saw two dead bodies laying on the ground. I can still remember the shock that I felt that day. The corpus, the dead bodies were mutilated and it's even, it was hard for us to determine if it was a male or a female. Later I found out that the people that died were sisters in their 20s who were trying to cross the street to just buy something from the supermarket. They were instantly killed by a police car which was overspeeding. The driver was overspeeding for no reason at all. The whole situation seemed surreal and bizarre. A police car overspeeding on a New Year night's eve. Death came upon them in the most unlikely way. Me and my cousin were very, very shocked and talked about this death, this accident, how it was sudden and unexpected. That in incident left us to ponder on days and how close it is. It seems like it is what Moses felt in Psalms 90, the whole chapter. He watched thousands, hundreds of thousands of people dying in the wilderness in the span of 40 years. It was, it's estimated to be 50 people were dying per day. Imagine seeing 50 people dying per day. This Psalm, Psalm 90, is a reflection of these events. It is a prayer of a man who observed how small are the days of human. He prays to God to teach them to number their days. This is our main topic today. God teach us to number our days. Let's read the passage together. Psalms 90 verse 11 and 12. It says, Who considers the power of your anger and your words according to the fear of you? Verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. The psalm, this psalm pictures Israel around the time of Deuteronomy, as they were about to cross the Jordan River and enter the Promised Land. It seems to be written at the end of their journey, their 40 years journey. For 40 years, they have been wandering and squandering in the wilderness. And Moses, the writer of this psalm, reflect what he had observed throughout those years. He has seen the days of not just few people 
and not just some people. He has seen the days of an entire generation. On this passage, the psalmist depicts the eternality of God on one hand and the mortality of humans on the other. By doing so, he reflects on multiple points. We will see three points from them. The first point is our days are very few. They are numbered. At some moment, we will face die. He is saying that our days are very, very few. The second point will be, Moses is saying, as a generation, we have wasted the days which are few. We have wasted our few days. And on the third point, we will see verse 12, so God help us to number our days. So let's see the first point. Our days are very few. In the beginning of this chapter, Moses shows the eternality of God. Before the creation, there was a creator. A thousand years are nothing in his sight. Although some people came close to thousand years, no one in the history of mankind have lived to be a thousand years old. Even if someone did live to that number, to thousand years, it is nothing compared to the eternity of God. It's like yesterday, as it says on verse four, it's like yesterday. It is like a watch in a night. A watch in a night is a duration of three up to four hours. What Moses is trying to show us, the days we have is very few compared to the everlasting God. And he's saying that God did not exist for eternity, did not only existed for eternity, but he exists as a God from everlasting to everlasting. That's what it says on verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. One of the things that shows his divine being, that is his power and sovereignty, is by setting a date, a limitation for our life. God is the one who takes our life. Every person on the face of the earth dies because God took the breath out of him. The God who made you out of dust will eventually return you into dust. That is what we see on verse 3. You return man to dust and say, return, O children of man. We cannot, we cannot add a second to the time that was given to us. We cannot live longer. We cannot add a single second, a single day to the date that God has put expiring on. Job in John, Job chapter 14, verse five, he says, since his days are determined and the number of his months is with you and you have appointed his limits that he cannot pass. We have fixed days. Our days are limited. Once we spend our day, it's gone forever. 
we are not getting it back. As we spend our days one by one, we are getting close to the age, to the end of life. It might be after a year, it might be after a month, even it might be after a few days. We don't know, but one thing for sure we know is that we are all going to die. Days will come sooner or later. And it will come suddenly. It will come in surprise. That's what Moses says in verse 5 and 6. He uses three illustrations. The first one, he uses flood, dream, and grass. Floods, floods in the desert are actually very frightening and terrifying. On a calm, sunny day, with a blue sky, no sign of clouds, where nothing seems to go wrong, there comes a flood. You don't see any rain or even a tiny cloud on the sky, but there will come a disastrous flood to destroy everything on its way. It's so sudden. It will take you by surprise. That is days. There is no appointment for days. It will be sudden. Our days are very, very few. He uses another example. It's like a grass, our days. In the morning, it flourishes and it's renewed. In the evening, it fades and withers. The years of our life are 70 or even by reason of strength, maybe 80. But it is too short, very short compared to eternity. This is the way James expressed our life on James chapter 4, verse 14. He says, you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Unfortunately, the Israelites on the wilderness wasted these few days they had on earth. Let's see our second point. We have wasted our few days. The Israelites as a generation wasted their life by sinning against God. They only had few days, as the rest of us has, but they used it to anger the Holy God. Their action has brought God's anger on them. Their life was filled with toil and trouble. But, but how did they waste their life? How did they waste it? Paul on 1 Corinthians 10 gives us an answer. He says they wasted their life by becoming idolaters, by being indulged in sexual immorality, by and by grumbling. In short, in their short life, they lived to displease God. They lived to anger God. For this reason, for this reason their days passed away under God's wrath. On verse 5, Psalms 90, on verse 5, he says, I mean, on verse 9, he says, we bring our years to an end like a sigh. They didn't enjoy their few days on earth. They lived up for themselves. They wasted 
their few days. It's so sad how they squandered their days in the wilderness. Imagine wasting 40 years of your life squandering in the desert. They wasted it. One of the ways that we might waste our whole life, not only 40 years, our whole life is, not, is by not knowing Christ personally. The Bible tells us whoever has the, has the Son has life. Whoever doesn't have the Son of God doesn't have life. If you don't have the Son of God, you are wasting your life. Those who did not believe in Jesus will bear the wrath of God for eternity. Those who came to God through repentance and faith will have everlasting life. I plead to you tonight to check yourself, to take some moments and to check if your heart has been granted repentance and faith. There is nothing, nothing more important than the salvation of your soul. Please take the time and check if you are a really Christian. As a Christian, the wrath that should have been brought to us was laid upon Christ on the cross. He took our punishment and bore our penalty. Even though the wrath of God was completely satisfied on the cross, we still can displease him. We still can sin against him. We might be wasting our life. Look how Paul instructs the church in Corinth. He says, these things, meaning that the thing that happened to the Israelites in the wilderness, these things took place as examples for us that we might not desire evil as they did. He continues saying on verse 7, verse 8 and 10, don't be idolaters as some of them were. Verse 8, we must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did, nor grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. There are consequences to sin that we do as believers. There are consequences to the sins that we do as believers. One of the things that brought up God's words was to them were sacred sins. Look carefully what Moses says on verse 8. Our secret sins, verse 8, you have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. It is possible to waste and ruin our life with the sins that nobody else knows. It's possible to waste our life with the sins that, are, that seems to be sacred. Sacred sin brings visible damage. Sacred sins brings public damage. Private sins are not really private. They are performed in front of the holy God. The Israelites had few days on earth and they wasted it by displeasing and disobeying God. What's your response in your days? Are you going to waste your life? Are you going to live for yourselves? What's the solution to live in order to live to God's glory? That will bring us to our third point. Teach us 
to number our days. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Moses here is not telling, he's not saying, tell us how many days we are left with. So what does he mean? He's saying that help us, teach us, school us to value each and every day. Try, help us to try and to strive to live each day as if it is our last day. Life is too short to waste. It is too short to live for ourselves. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. Live every hour of your life as it is the last hour of your life. Have a sense of urgency to live up Christian life. Be passionate to live for the glory of God. Live as a person who is working to meet a deadline for a certain work or assignment. That person will have a tremendous focus on that specific task that he is entitled to do. If you think you will be dying tomorrow, you will not watch ungodly things or talk bad to your spouses or be reluctant to pray or be reluctant to share the gospel. Ask these questions to yourself every day. If I'm going to die tomorrow, would I do this thing? If I'm gonna die tomorrow, would I be watching and hearing this stuff? Would I talk like this? There is a reason that we lived this day. Did we live to that reason? Jonathan Edwards, a Puritan theologian said, oh God, stamp eternity on my eyeballs. A life that is filled with eternal perspective. As, wh- as we have seen in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, let's not be idolaters. We should not allow anything to distract us from worshiping the true God. Whether it is the love of money or pride, we should not give them place in our heart. The only king that should reign on our heart should be Jesus. Finally, pray this psalm. This chapter is actually a prayer of Moses as it is written in the title. Pray that God will remind you that you have a short time here. Let's pray this. God, teach me how to live this life so I may get a heart of wisdom. We got very, very few days to live. Let's live a life that's worth worth living for. Let's live life for the glory of God. As me and my cousin were talking about the incident we just watched, we began talking, what if that happened to us? What if we were lying on the ground dead? I remember my cousin saying, I don't want to die. I don't want to die like this. 
I want to die a peaceful and expected death. It's unlikely that I would die like this. He was saying this. Three years forward, I was returning from a book review meeting in our church to my home. As I came near to the main gate of the house, I heard deep sobbing and crying. As I entered inside my home, I saw my mother and grandmother crying. And my father told me that my close cousin, the same cousin that witnessed the horrific accident with me, has died. The reason for his death? Car accident. He was just 23 when he went up to be with the Lord. We don't know when we are going to die. We are going to die sooner or later. Our days are very, very short. Our days are very few. May God help us to live these few days for his glory and honor.